Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. One, two, three, or three, two, one. <coughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Don't everybody talk at once. Hey, who, who's, a, who's a podcaster here? Everyone's a podcaster here. Hello, everyone. This is Rico, uh, and this is going to be a Skype chat. We haven't done this in a while. This is Trex in Sci-Fi, and it is podcast 599. Oh, Ooh. my God. Wow. That's Ooh. it. Uh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Drop the mic. Uh, and it is August 28th, 2016. I really had to work at what date it was because I've lost track of time in the last few days. So uh, welcome uh, to listening to another episode of Treks and Sci-Fi, or maybe the first time, if it's the first time. Uh, thanks for giving it a shot. And what we do every few months, six months or so, is do a little Skype chat with uh, friends of the show, people you've heard before on here at different times. We have uh, Brian, Joe, Angela, Jen, Rick, and is that everybody? Rick Moyer, I should say, because there's a lot of Ricks floating around. There are. Yeah, so uh, so thanks everyone for coming. The, uh, the, the plan today to talk about, and even though I think it was a pretty overall kind of, ugh, even for me, uh, a middle of the, not even middle of the road, not a very great summer movie uh, season. Uh, I, I skipped quite a few. I saw a few. Enjoyed a, enjoyed a couple, and and that's about my my you know. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> that's the podcast. It was but, extra medium. Yeah, it, it, you know there was. I, I had a I had kind of at the beginning of the of like in in the early you know late spring early summer I was kind of like you know this this summer could be maybe like this I I was a little concerned about some of these movies being not maybe something everyone would enjoy and. A lot of different reasons, but and, and and there were quite a few things that were sequels to, uh, or or reboots or whatever you want to call them. So, there you know there there you know not a lot of originality, frankly, uh, in, during the summer. But um, I think what we'll start with is the big Kahuna, or at least for all of us, I think, or at least the mm-hmm. a movie. I think most of the people that I've heard from uh, talking here today. Uh, enjoyed it and it's been out for over a month now so we should be pretty fair game to we're gonna we'll just put a spoiler announcement right now but we're gonna talk a little bit and people have talked about this on their individual shows i've talked about it of course but Mm -hmm. i I just wanted to go around uh and and see what everybody i don't think well well, let's start with brian because i you know you don't do a podcast right brian so i don't no i never have a chance to. so how about star trek beyond tell us in a in a couple of minutes what you thought what what do you think the the good parts the bad parts the in-between parts whatever uh what'd you think i thought it was great i you know i, I think of the three you know the, what are we calling it the um kelvin universe films yeah right? I, I think this is definitely the strongest overall of the three of them so far um and i feel like they really got the character moments down right the it, it felt the relationships between the characters felt right um and uh I really enjoyed it. I was I'm I'm astounded how how poorly it did at the box office globally though. I mean, mm-hmm. it's made like 240 million dollars and that's that's not great at all and uh yeah. I'm not quite sure why this one didn't get a fair shake with audiences, but it just it, and, it, and it was well reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was very surprised about that, but uh you know, I I think that they went a long way in in really getting a feel for these characters, getting the relationships right, um, allowing the characters to have moments that really were sort of meaningful. I think as far as weakness, um, I, I think the villain, Crawl, uh, I think he was he was a little underdeveloped. And then at the end, they rush his, his story into position so that we could try. Oh, he, he was with Starfleet and, and it turned it, yeah, it, it was really rushed, and I felt like if mm-hmm. they had if they had, mm-hmm. if they had let that cat out of the bag earlier, and given given mm-hmm. such a, a great actor like he is to, yep. to to work with this with that role and work with this pathos he's going through and this mm-hmm. struggle, 
But otherwise, it was just like, oh, so he's pissed off at Starfleet because he's, he thinks they left him. And, it, and, by, and at this point, he's fighting with Kirk at the very end. And I'm like, man, this, was, this could have all come a lot sooner. And I, fe- I would have been more mm-hmm. involved and engaged with the character. And, and, you know, and there were little things like I think some of the action sequences get so dense that they're overwhelming visually. And you just are yeah. like, wait, what's, what's, why do we need all of this going on at once in front of us? Mm-hmm. Um, they could have. I mean, the, the, they could have simplified that a little bit. And oh, they did. This, ha- they did some different things, though. I, I would say. Oh, I mean, def- in this, absolutely. Yeah, def- definitely yeah. different. But I, I guess maybe the the volume of them gets was a little overwhelming at at some points. And uh, but anyway, but in, in general, I thought it was great. Uh, I just think they really missed an opportunity with their villain to really. What's the actor's name again? I'm totally spacing his name. It was in Prometheus. The guy who played Crow. Yeah, Idris. Uh, Idris Elba. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so good, so and good. he never. They buried him in that makeup, and, and I'm still. I still have no idea why he looked like that because he was using this life extension stuff. I don't. I didn't. Thank you. I, I have no. I still to this day. <laughs> I, I have no idea why he he had to be that way. But yeah, well, they don't. I, they didn't explain it. I mean, they, there's a couple of quick lines of like, there's alien technology there, yeah, DNA or and, and you know, but they yes. uh, they don't go into and whatever he's absorbing is like that's what he's becoming. I, Right. But it took like that was not apparent. It was not. Yeah. A, I agree with you. It was not right, like apparent. that's that's us using our Star Trek ness to yeah. kind of figure it out, right? Like, oh, obviously it's something right. like that. It was <laughs> not. It was a very yada 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 uh, explanation. Yeah. And, and, by the way, this guy great. Okay. <laughs> and they definitely had a chance there too, because they had you know Sulu and Uhura sit there basically with him a bit. Mm-hmm. So there were times for him to basically sit down and talk to them and and yeah. and learn some things absolutely and yeah. the, other, the other thing i found confusing was the um those swarm ships that were used to attack the enterprise and to attack the um the yorktown were i didn't realize that i, I assumed that they were all sort of autonomous but then all of a sudden i realized that they all were manned and then i was like there's there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of these things flying around where are all these people on the planet when they're down there it seems like there's like five guys with crawl and yet each one of these ships has, a, has someone flying it i'm like where are those people going and and then finally my, i guess my last criticism and again I'm, these are these criticisms are relative except for the the thing with crawl are really minor but i thought the yorktown was visually awesome but yeah. To me, it seemed like a technology that would be so far ahead of the Federation to build something like that. I mean, it was so inc- huge and complex yes. that I was kind of like, this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like the 23rd century. This doesn't feel nope. even an alternative 23rd century. This feels like something well beyond what the, what the Federation. Oh, really? You thought that? Yeah, I yeah, didn't. I, I, didn't really I, I didn't really feel that way at all. I mean, I kind of I kind of thought that that was um, one of the highlights. Actually, I liked. I, oh, I thought it was amazing. Looking, I, yeah, it was incredible looking, but I'm like, this thing is is so big and it's so complex, and yeah. and then you and then I look at the ships. I'm like, well, if they can if they can build that out in the middle and they're supposedly out in the middle of nowhere of space, it just seemed like it just to me it just struck me as the level of technology the Federation may not, wouldn't have had at this point. But Although when you look at it as a whole, I mean, you, you know, you look at what they can do on what what a starship has as part of it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're taking a lot of things. You know, let's just say, for example, artificial gravity is just one little thing. All those twisty turns, weirdness of of Yorktown. You know, you you can. You're just scaling it up. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see what I see mm-hmm. what you mean, but I don't know. I just I just was blown away. I thought that was like that was one of the most amazing displays of some kind of living in space space station thing mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, really, agreed. that I. I, yeah. I just it took was... a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. oh I just, you I just... and I are probably going to say the same thing, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I just. Talk, I mean, I was going to say I just took it as a. As kind of like it, it, it was space dock, just a, a kind of a, a different design. So it's not it's a cooler version of what we've seen before. But you know, space dock had big doors and ships went into it and out of it and yeah, whatever. And this had cool tunnels. And I know what yeah. Jen's going to say, but so you should say it, Jen. Yeah, because we already said it on our show. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of little. No, it's uh, like it's water. updated for our for our audience because I mean, when Star Trek TOS was made, I mean, they didn't have this kind of vision for the future, I guess. So they've borrowed, I think, a little bit from other genres in um, mm-hmm. sci-fi, like Mass Effect, which is where I see that. Like, it's it's what's that 
that station. I can't think of it right now off the top the of my head. The Citadel. The Citadel. Yes. That Citadel. is so totally the Citadel. It and sort I of also it. was a little bit like they used uh, that, that one place they were at in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, too, a little bit. It kind of reminded oh, me of that. Oh, yeah, but less bit. dirty. Yeah, less <laughs> dirty, right. <laughs> well, it's Starfleet, you know. So. Star Trek's got to be a little clean. We're Starfleet. Yeah. Starfleet's yeah. very clean. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, is it, what does Wesley say? We're Starfleet. We're the good guys or whatever. Uh, yeah. No, I, I did. I suspend. I had to suspend my disbelief for the for the swarm too, just because it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, terrifying. I, 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 yeah, I agree with it completely that it, that it's sort of ridiculous. That where are those guys? I completely understand that, but I did like the whole swarm idea because what other? Oh, somebody left. Um, what other way are you going to be able to make that type of? you know, destruction and what a, in swarms are also, they're, they're very um, menacing. Mm. So I think it kind of, it created from a storyline point of view and from a visual point of view and from a menacing point of view, the swarm idea was awesome, mm. but I do agree that practically it, it was a little weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was two clicks up from Borg menacing. Yeah. 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 That's good yeah, analogy but, too, but and, I, like, and I, I, it felt yeah. very Borg, and, and that's why I assumed that they were they were autonomous, that they they were, right. they, they were yeah. And then because well, I think like I, just... I kind of almost thought, thought Brian that maybe some of them were that yeah, like that, some were that, man, that, and some were right. not. That's right. kind of what I kind of thought that maybe some of them were automated, perhaps. That's true. I, you know, what what if it was kind of like Battlestar, where it kind of had living something, but it was also a machine. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm reaching a little blend. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think I think the, the implication that was it's it was Crawl's crew that was part of that, and like oh, they they see, were. I, yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah, like like There's, his crew was was turn, he turned his crew into like these drones, but then again, how do you have so many when the the his ship was so little? Was, but exactly. I don't know. But they but they've definitely they they made a couple of points of uh, saying you know they've there's been other crews that they've sort of like taken over that have come yeah. there right oh, that's right. For, right from jayla right. and right. and that's others right. that have crashed there or landed yep. there or whatever yeah. they've they've yeah, captured and they right. basically have built the hive up over time over or whatever yeah. what had it been a hundred years not a hundred years right or something like that but yeah. uh that's a good point I've, but they've I've built up yeah basically it's it's like uh. the, the the through the little nebula thing you know whoever gets sort of stranded there okay you're part right. of us now you're part of the hive well, but also he made mention of this uh mining equipment that mm. these that these yeah. Yeah. that the swarm is basically these these ships are part of this mining operation and yeah. then he sort of re refocus them into this destructive force and so yeah, yeah. um that's where you kind of i see where i see that i see where you kind of think that maybe they are they autonomous i mean that some of them maybe yeah i think so i think i think that um it's the same thing it, it, it to me it's sort of like the stormtrooper thing in star wars where are they mm -hmm. clones or are they not clones? Well, probably maybe some of them are clones, and at some point they started to become just guys, and then maybe there's a little bit of a mix for a while, and, and that kind of thing. So yeah. my that, kid that, has opinions about that. Let me tell does, you. <laughs> that Jayla, that Jayla character was terrific. I hope. I hope oh, that, I was going to ask about that. Oh, yeah. I hope she. I hope she endures. Um, I mean, I, I understand that um, that at least Quinto and Pine are signed for a fourth film, and I am. I I feel relatively comfortable thinking that Paramount's going to continue to to do that regardless of how how the film performed at the box office um yeah and i i'm and I, so i hope she comes back i would be curious though to hear what you all think about how why did this film not do so well i mean what was it that failed to resonate you're starting to believe like chris and then saying that they didn't well they didn't basically market it or advertise no, it very well they yes. didn't it was so yeah, hush hush so. jen and yeah. i talked about this on our show is that it's they like it was weird because they're all the both of the other show both the other movies we were like okay it's coming we're we're gonna we're gonna see it we're gonna and it was like all of a sudden oh yeah new new movies new Star Trek movie there were like week. cereal boxes for the oh. other ones you know oh, okay. there was everything for the other oh. ones well, I guess we're we're gonna go see this new Star Trek movie great yeah I don't had, they had job. a winner I mean they had a winner and they were afraid well, to market it which is strange yeah. it's like they I mean it's like they Paramount they didn't feel confident for some reason in the product. They don't get it. 
Yeah. I think we all I know think, that. I think they yeah. also were pushed for time. I think part of it was, I think they really, I think they got a little tight for time compared to the other. Because, I mean, what was it the first one, Brian, or anyone else on, on the call? Didn't they have that movie like done almost like six months before it came out the, for the first one? Something like that. Or was it well, the, the second one? I don't it, the marketing they? for that was great. I mean, Yeah, they, but they I mean, they had time, though, because I yeah. think it was ready to go. And I, I just think this one got kind of, pushed pretty fast and pretty hard and you know they were doing reshoots even you know just i don't know four or five months ago something yeah. like that yeah. so i don't know i'm not well, that's why it was a bad movie it went through reshoots ah. <laughs> oh here we go well, I, rogue one, <laughs> rogue one alert. this movie i think that you know they they talked a lot about how simon Pegg wrote it mm-hmm. i i don't know that he necessarily wrote it i think he doctored it Oh, you think he came in at say it was like a yeah, doctor? Did he script? come in later? I he think did. yes. Yeah, there's Orsi was originally weird. involved. No, no, was no. It? I mean, I think that I'm not saying that he wasn't involved a little bit, but I think that because there is a weird, and I, y'all have probably heard about this. I happen to randomly have a degree in this script doctoring, <laughs> <laughs> and so there is like an underbelly of writing in Hollywood that's all about script doctoring, and um. Carrie Fisher used to do this. Yeah. And Joss Whedon used to do this before he was doing his own stuff. Is that I think Simon Pegg came in and said, okay, this is great. <laughs> this is a great start, you guys. <laughs> and then he then they he was able to use, you know, his positioning. And because he's a writer as well, obviously. And I'll, you know, I think that he was able to use his positioning to be able to say, "Okay, this is what I can do," and they were like, "Please help." <laughs> well, and- if you look at the uh, the listing, you're probably right, uh-huh. Angela. A good part of it, because if you look uh-huh. at the listing on IMDb, they say, um, "Let's see, three uncredited uh, writers: Robert Orsi, Patrick McKay, mm-hmm. and John D. Payne." And then they call it written by Doug Jung. I think that's how you say his name, or Young. He, he played Sulu's husband in the movie, if you guys didn't know. Oh, he's so cute. And oh, Simon Pegg. They say written by those two, but they have three other uncredited writers, too. So I think Simon yeah. Pegg took a script that was already done, and he doctored it. And because yeah, and I think it was yeah. Orsi. I think it was the Orsi script that Paramount did not like. I think Orsi did the first pass on this on this film, and... What he turned in, they were like, uh-oh, and that's when Peg probably came mm-hmm. in because Orsi was talking, it was being talked up as being the, screenwri- the screenwriter for it for a while, and then it, he sort of got got pushed aside mm-hmm. for Peg, and I think that might be where it was. And, and you know, Orsi's, Orsi's had a, kind of a rough relationship with Shrek over the past three films. <laughs> well, and thank goodness. I feel like Pe- Simon Pegg really understands, uh, he understands the lightness of mm. Trek as well as the seriousness. I think I felt like he was able to move it into a position where it was close enough to the spirit and the optimistic vision of Star Trek and still being able to make a crazy blockbuster. Although I do agree that the action sequences were a little much, but I think that's just the world we live in. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's wow. I didn't, I had no idea, but I'm flipping through the, the credits on this on online and, Jeff Bezos had a had a role. He, yeah, Jeff, he played he played an alien. Well, he played some Starfleet guy or something, or Starfleet alien. I don't know. It yeah, just says Starfleet yeah. official. Yeah, the head of Amazon or whatever it was yeah, in this. Huh? He must <laughs> like Star Trek, I guess. Is the yeah. only thing I can think of. Of so yeah, so, so Barlin like has a Chris. Well, yeah, I've heard, like, I know that's that's Christian yeah. Slater did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Star so Trek. I know, is- we, I know we don't have to talk about it, but can we talk about Greg Grunberg. <laughs> <laughs> Why it... is he in everything? <laughs> He's in anything that's J.J. Abrams connected. They're best buddies. They're like just... they grew up together. Okay, so just oh, today, cool. I, Greg Grunberg was on the Adam Carolla podcast, and I was listening to him being interviewed by Adam, and uh, he he and J.J. went to like grade school together. Yeah, high school. yeah. I mean, they've been together for ever and so it is it's true though every time you see him you just it's like the record scratching the needle scratching across the record it's like oh there's greg grunberg i'm like, totally uh, taking out the film <laughs> like oh god there he is <laughs> it's just because like he's just him he's never yeah. like a, he never fits in the world it's just he's just right. there and he yep. sticks he's out like, like the a, wilhelm scream yeah He's in The Force Awakens. He's in Star Trek Beyond. You know, yeah, he's he's always never just yeah. like half a scene. He always has like a speaking role. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 That's called a day player, you guys. Yeah. Day yeah, I, it doesn't really bother me. I don't know. I used to like, uh, actually, the th where I thought actually he was pretty good and he actually did some acting was on Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, uh, he yeah. Awesome. yeah, I thought he was, I, I actually thought he was pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to forget about Heroes, the more recent Heroes that he did, but what was that, Rick? I thought he was good on Heroes. He was also on uh, the the show with uh, Jennifer Gardner way back when. The yeah, Alias. Alias. Well, which yeah, was a J.J. Abrams show, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, so was What's-His-Name that's in every movie now that all the girls like. What's-His-Name? Uh, no, oh, not yes. Jason Momoa. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Jason... Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything you said in the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> After I said Jason? All right. Jason. <laughs> I, have, I have a recording of... Um, the guy who played Tilt making fun of me for asking about Jason. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> anybody else? Uh, anybody else? Why have anything more to say about the Star Trek Beyond, Rick, or or, or did? Uh... I, I thought I, it was great, but of course I already already said that uh, on the video <laughs> thing. But um, <laughs> it was good. I, I I wanted to go back and see it a second and third time, but I didn't have any time to do it. So I'm actually really excited about it coming out on Blu-ray, so I can watch it again. Yeah. You think they'll be like a director's cut, guys? I hope so. I think it'd be mm -hmm. cool. Maybe they'll maybe. explain the whole alien thing, because that, yeah, that was confusing that. to me, too. Yeah, Star yeah. Trek's good about re-release, re-release. They're, 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 they're as good as Star Wars, or, or maybe not quite as good as Star Wars, but they're up there as far as, you know, well, yeah, we'll come out with the 20th, you know, whatever anniversary <laughs> thing set with extra two extra minutes, and <laughs> the guy's going to get pizza, and uh, yeah. Yep, Sweet. Yep. Yeah, but, I think the only two small things that that I want to say are, um, interestingly, I think when the when we were talking about the swarm ships and all that, I think when the Enterprise was destroyed, yeah. like the, the, even in the way it was destroyed, like I'm, I was never, I, I, I like the new Enterprise. I don't really love it, like the the one that started off in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. but seeing it destroyed made me like it. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. It just it made me care about it because it was like torn apart. Yeah. I know it made my heart hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It was it was you know that scene even though yeah like uh like a couple of you said uh, you know some of the action stuff it's it's a bit in your you know like like you're at a rock concert in the first row mm -hmm. but I think that was important for that scene just because of just like you know the impact of it and the emotional part because I mean. Mm -hmm. The original Enterprise or the movie, previous movie Enterprise, when that, you know, when Kirk blew that up, I mean, that that had been around a while, but this two movies worth. So I think they needed to sort of draw that out like they did. Yeah, that was hard. That was uh, that was okay. tough. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, I really like that whole opening because the, all the crew has got stuff to do. They're all doing this, doing that. There's they're, mm -hmm. They actually look like they have a plan. I, I you like just the dropped in on you them know, in the middle of a day. You know, you know, like I like the fact that they've got <laughs> these great. procedures. They have these escape mm -hmm. pods near the bridge. They have things that make sense. You know, yeah. They didn't go down in a brewery and and uh, start the warp drive up again or whatever. So uh, <laughs> that was the thing that always bugged me about about the movie, the JJ yeah. Enterprise. Is that the more ship bubbles didn't make we need? Sense. Yeah, so the yeah. ship never made any sense. It wasn't a thing mm -hmm. that you could picture. Like, oh, okay, this is how the ship is designed. This is where this is. This is where that is. It was just stuff in places. It was like yeah. the TARDIS. I started yeah. to think a little bit though. Is I, I, I'm I'm really curious. I mean, I want I'd I'd like to do them to do another movie because like uh, like others have said, you know, I really think they got these characters down. These actors are perfect now, and I'd really like at least one more. Maybe kind of have a way of sort of send off in a way. But I'm really uh, I'm really curious what? to see like, do we think that they're going to drastically change the like bridge and the look of the ship? inside for it, you know what do we think i don't I'm think so. well i mean hoping and thinking are two different things sure I hope say both say they, well, what, what do you hope and what do you think they'll do what i hope is that they try to pay more homage to the original design yeah by, and then update it just a bit you know just make it more for like a modern sensibility but but pay some homage to like the color and the and the design of it and like the functionality okay but my thought is that some designer is going to have like a brilliant idea and they're just going to go in a totally different direction and it might be fine but it just won't be track 
that's well, my film, worry. The so movie, the movie bridges have always been very different from the television bridges. That's if you fair. sort of think, if you think about it, so I, I, I would think that they'd probably keep with the aesthetic that they have now. I didn't oh, like you think it so, Brian? You don't think yeah. they'll change it very much? Not really. I, no. I, I didn't like it at first, but I have to say that visually it's interesting, and I think I think that at the end of the day is they'll just sort of stick with that and rather rather make it too drastically different. It'll probably pr- be pretty similar. Right. And I guess like in, 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 in go ahead. Sorry, no, no, no. I was just thinking about the Franklin. Isn't that the ship that they flew out? Yeah. That had a very traditional-looking bridge. Yes, it did. Don't you think? And yeah. and I thought that was kind of cool that in a way they use that to sort of um, link it, give a little respect to that old design. I yeah. I, I did like that, and I did recognize because the Franklin Sorry. would have been would have been a similar era ship as the NX01, which they've they've sort of now brought that into canon. So now. Beyond has, has, has introduced Enterprise as and yeah. the Zindi War and all of that is having yes. actually happened. So And Mako and yeah. Yeah, yeah and Mako, right. Well, they had to because it didn't change. The idea is that it didn't split right. off until right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until Nero showed up. So so uh, anybody else, what do you guys think what else? I mean, I, I kinda hope they change it a little. I mean I hope I hope it's it's a rec- it, it sort of l- is like what they've had, but I want it to look I want the lighting to change. I want it to have a I want them to basically do the go from Star Trek The Motion Picture to Wrath of Khan. I basically want it to be okay. much more like a little bit more less Apple Store <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just a little more real looking. It's a little too uh, I've gotten used to it a bit but I there, there's a little too much like uh, oh, oh what did yeah. you guys all see the, the, the Kylo Ren watches Rogue One trailer? Yes. They, or, you know what I mean? So I, 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 I want Kylo Ren to say, like, you know, oh, look at those blue fluorescent thingies that you've got. There's too much of the little, like, glass walls with with things on them floating all yeah. over. You know, there's a and little too much thing, that. Yeah, you know. that's the thing I found in, in the movies. Like, maybe not, not motion picture, but kind of Wrath of Khan on. I have always found that the movie bridges tend to be a lot more... I don't know if this is the right term, and Angela, you could probably correct me on this. They're they're more dramatically lit, like they're more there's more contrast. Yeah. The bridges are darker and yes. uh, than they are on the TV bridge. Well, like, they, look you have fun- a- they look functional though. They mm-hmm. you know there's, they do. I, and yeah. a movie yeah. can do that, you know. Next gener- the next generation Enterprise D bridge to me never looked functional. I appreciate oh, that the L cars are pretty, but the bridge of the you have know, the Enterprise in the films and even you know, the Enterprise E. Those look more functional. It looked like they actually had buttons and things that you can work. And anyway, that that was always my impression. Yeah, try using your iPhone in a rush when you're stressed. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. Your fingers are too big. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's you know it's kind of cool. I mean, the ship they've they've changed a little the exterior design a little to a degree, but not a lot. And, I thought they and almost so- made it look like the Enterprise A. Like they they changed it that a way. little. Like the warp engines are. Well, a they moved the engines out a little, and uh, mm-hmm. and they and the secondary hull is a little different. But I mean, you only get a quick look at it, really. But uh, but it's a little different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was fun though. It was a good movie, and and you know, you're right, Brian, and everybody else. I mean, it's 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 you know, it would have been nice if it would have made some more money. I think they will still do another one, but uh, yeah, I uh, I think they you know because they've got those guys signed, and I think. Maybe they feel they'll get some momentum when the new uh, the new series starts. Maybe that that'll help. But yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's considering the Star fact Trek. that they 50th anniversary, you know, in a, in a you know in another week, and, and you know they really mm-hmm. could have really done better to get this yeah. out of, in people's minds. It just it was very Star lazy. Still Star Trek lazy though, movies. and I think it still has a base, a good base of fans that you can market to, and oh, you yeah. should just do that. <laughs> you know yeah. what? What I said on our show was that we're invested now you know i feel yeah. like well, i feel like they've been making movies for an audience that doesn't know star trek and i've been feeling left out and with this movie i felt like they made it like i can get into it now i am now invested in this new timeline and i hope they keep improving upon it because yeah. we've had a lot of problems with the way they've treated you know hura and you know different characters that we really wanted to be awesome in the movie and we were just kind of like wah 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 yeah. and this movie was like it, they corrected all those issues and the only problem we had with it was like brian was saying the villain but it's such an improvement <laughs> upon the other ones. The, yeah. Those were just kind of yeah. like action flicks. This was Star Trek. Yeah, yeah they definitely have the, the crew and the cast and the way they interact yeah. down very well. Yeah, definitely. 
it um i just want more of kevin do you, i think that was his name the little guy at the very very end yes. kevin He's i see you're still not wearing more wearing pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just want more kevin so i want a shirt that says that more kevin and just a little picture of him with no pants i wouldn't know more about him <laughs> he was one of the aliens from the beginning right that kirk yes. was negotiating with yes yeah. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, you know what? I finally put that together. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Oh, my gosh. I've seen it like three times now, and I like haven't figured that out. Oh, my gosh. When they put Kirk back, there's like four of them that are stuck to him and fighting him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. All right. That's funny. Those those guys, that was a good scene, too. That uh, that was cool. That was so trek. It was. It was very good. You know, it had that, like, it was ominous, and then it became ridiculous. That's perfect. Yeah, totally. And and I love when they beamed up, and Kirk's like, I ripped my shirt again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your shoe. Like, that was the other thing. I just got my shoe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was good. I guess it goes to show you that being the captain of a starship isn't all glamour. (laughs) That's very true. I I really enjoyed the idea of, you know, him being a little kind of worn down by it and wanting, you know, it was just Mm -hmm. like becoming routine and it um and he got kind of reinvigorated by everything that happened so i yeah it was good it was really good they they used a few little things they'd used before with the old movies it kind of slipped them in and uh yeah i think it'll i think it's going to pick up momentum i mean i think people will enjoy it when it comes out on video if they didn't see it in the theater so it'll uh i mean i've seen a lot of people i never really like these oh you know rank the star trek movies or whatever but there's a lot of things i've seen where people are putting it way up there so yeah. uh yeah it was, a, it was a fun movie like one way yeah. or the other yeah it was all right well let's skip off into i don't know what anybody else has seen i mean i've seen a few of the other movies but we can just sort of bounce around so maybe the way we'll do this is uh, i'll everyone take a shot and and one at one at a time of course but mm-hmm. um Tell me, tell me something else that you saw this this summer that you liked or didn't like, or just you know another movie or two that, if you if you saw something else that you wanted to talk about or or just not uh, if you didn't see much else, whatever you want to do. But uh, let's start with uh, Joe. Uh, I mean, I don't really have any any movies that I've seen aside from Trek, really. But I know we've all seen Stranger Things, and if people haven't watched that, you Woo-hoo. need to go and watch it right away that's a good point yeah that's a good thing to bring up yeah yeah it uh maybe that's what kept people away from seeing some seeing star trekkers didn't they come out about the same time Uh, probably uh, didn't it didn't it start on netflix around the end of july or so yeah yeah that's a good point joe that 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 is uh it's a great little series and uh we're three three episodes in and just i i'm just blown away by how good this story is so I mean, it, good. the story is great the kids are awesome the 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 gal the girl who plays 11 is phenomenal i mean i'm just like where did they find these people and i'm like and who in the world are, are these duffy brother guys who made who came up with this I idea know, yeah. that decided like hey let's let's pretend steven spielberg and stephen king got together and made a movie in 1983 <laughs> what would it yeah. look like it looks just like this this is exactly this what is they would exactly have made. What it looks like. oh my yeah. god it's what's incredible. funny to me and this is like Jen and I are going to do our next show about it, so I don't want to talk about it too much. <laughs> but yeah. um, and we don't want to ruin it for Brian, right? Exactly. But uh, this is not plot revealing. What was interesting to me, design wise, was that I was almost thrown off by how good the HD was. Like watching something that's that eighties and not having a little bit of grain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was disorienting. Was disorienting. <laughs> yeah. And we we happen like this is a long story, but like. My air conditioner went out. We had to stay at my mom's. And my mom and dad had this one of those giant new, like the most new HD one TVs. And it looked even more artificial. Like it was still good. Do not get me wrong. But it was, but like seeing it, it's like they did such a good job on the design. And it was so amazing that that because it wasn't slightly Goonies or slightly, you know, that slight bit of Mm. grain. It just sort of threw me off and almost took me out of it. But don't don't take that as I mean, I still loved it. And I'd, yeah. the, I still loved it. But that was just my my only like design note. It's <laughs> kind of like a that's kind of a compliment to them, though, that they made it so you, they brought you in so much. You believed you were in the 80s so, that you felt there should be grain. Yeah. On the opening credits, there are artifacts over yes. the, the red letters. Yes. So they do. Yeah. yeah and the opening credits like are like that you're watching an old, old yeah. VHS yeah. tape or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. the credits yeah. are. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's it's, it's, it's oh, really wait, good. The music, the yeah. music. It's like oh. John. It's like John Carpenter scores his films. I mean, it was so. It's so great the way they they chose that synth music and they wrote for that. It's perfect. It's it just sets the mood perfectly. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. And I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't say anymore without. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, you haven't seen so nothing else movie wise though that you saw this uh, summer no, really. Not really. No. Honestly, I'm, I'm trying. How, to... how about back to? Joe's did busy. you see? I, I wanted yeah. to comment on. Uh, even though it was very early in the in the summer, or where I get, I guess technically spring, but did you see Captain America? I didn't actually. Oh, you didn't. Oh, so, the thing with me is it's, it's funny, and I I should hand in my card or whatever. But I'm so done with superhero movies. I don't. Oh care. well, that's a good one though. I think you'd you, you'd probably enjoy it. It's uh it's yeah, it's I super well would. done. Um, I I thought it was great. But um, Brian, how about how about you? Did you go out to see anything else? Nope. Star Trek was it. I didn't. I missed everything else. I kind of I wanted to see um, Captain America. I wanted to see the Avengers, and I just. Kind of never did, and uh, and I'm kind of with Joe. I'm 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 not so involved, engaged with that, and with with that whole universe and stuff. And I appreciate that the films are exciting and good, and people really love them. But they're just kind of they don't draw. They're not exciting enough to me to bring me into the theaters. I think sometimes. So yeah, I well, that all, was, I mean, I it was basically that. you know, I mean, it was really. Uh, I mean, if if you if you skip any of the comic book movies, you know, or or like I, I call it the animated stuff from the summer. I mean that that mm-hmm. knocks basically like a whole bunch of stuff off the list you know oh, well, yeah, well, let, well, wait let me qual- let me qualify my comment i was really really excited to go and see suicide squad and then when the reviews came out and people started talking about it i was like oh, do i want to spend it was amazing Don't yeah, it, was, like, it was a good movie yeah, yeah. Do not believe yeah. the reviews yeah. jen and i went and saw it and it was amazing yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's still playing around. I, I have to take a look and see if it's still around. Because I, I, well, I missed Deadpool too last year. I'm really bummed about that. Deadpool so. was amazing too. Yeah. But I, Suicide Squad, they all have sticks up their heinies because this, <laughs> it was a very, like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Shakespeare. It wasn't, you know, you know, it wasn't like perfect anything, but it was a very great, fun summer blockbuster movie, you know? Mm, yeah. And... I feel like all of the hoopla around it distracted from what they were able to accomplish. And, and, that's, and there's, that's, that's the second film that happened to this year, all of the hoopla around Ghostbusters. That was so right. ridiculous. I mean, talk about um, just people getting all upset because they have female leads. And I'm like, this is a story? This is like, what we're talking cares? about? Yeah. Why don't why go see the movie? And if you like it, great. If you don't, that's fine yeah, too. Yeah, the, the difference is, though, that, that I mean, I... I I only, I'll have to say, I didn't see Ghostbusters, but I saw Suicide Squad, and I like Suicide Squad quite a bit, like Angela said, uh, and, and I think Jen liked it too, but the, uh, but Ghostbusters, though, I didn't go see it. I wasn't really just that interested in it, basically. I, I've actually not, I'm not a big monster, huge fan of Ghostbusters, period. I mean, I like the original but it's comedy. It's it was not, comedy from the 80s. It, you know, so so I've got that kind of mindset. But basically, I wasn't really that interested. It didn't really bother me about that it was all women or anything like that. I did, but I just wasn't that interested to see it. But the thing I was going to say about it is that a lot of people that that actually went to see that that I've heard from said it wasn't all that great. Right. Versus the Suicide Squad thing, where most of the people that I've heard from that went to see it enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. both had these like. Like whatever you want to call it, all this yeah, little weird like, hoopla like, stuff yeah, going on around it before they even came yeah. out. But but the difference is a lot of the people that I've heard from that actually did go to see Ghostbusters just said, you know, I, I heard a couple of people said it was okay, but that was about it. I mean, most of the people said it just wasn't all that good. They just right. didn't, they weren't that invested in the characters. It wasn't really, it was basically, and they said it's a lot of things you've seen before, that kind of stuff. But I think, uh, yeah, what I heard is a lot of people said it sort of fizzled out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um the other the one the one that I was a little surprised at, you know, and here's another movie that I was never really as much of a fan of as a lot of people were, uh, especially the geeks out there, but Independence Day, you know, I I, I, I thought that the yeah, the first the first one I, I enjoyed, but Oh, it's awesome. I, it was it was never a real like way up on my kind of list kind of thing. So it's, like, was, it's one of those fun. I wasn't really you know, uh, that interested in the second I love one. The original Independence Day, in spite of itself. Yes. You know, <laughs> I yeah, I see. It what knows, it knows what it is. I have right? a I have a weird love relationship with that movie because I don't know. I just I exactly it knows what it is and it and it just sort of 
it, it's sort of ridiculous and you just kind of buy in and it's fun to watch. It's just welcome to earth. You know, yeah. yeah. Did, did you go? Did you see the second one the, or the no, recent I one? Angela? And I didn't either yeah. because yeah. I just heard to you know maybe bad stuff. I was, yeah, I was bad. Not necessarily bad, just blah. Like it just. Sort yeah, of- I actually did finally see it. I, it was at this second run kind of theater, and uh, and it was it was like really that's that's it. It was it was just like, <laughs> I mean, it was basically my opinion when I got out of there. I was like, oh wow, that that was all they decided to do after twenty years. That was like, yeah, you know. But huh. um, how, I mean, it was, was interesting action and stuff. How, but how was Brent Spiner in it? He's he's got a quite a bit to do in it actually, and he's pretty you know goofy crazy brent spiner so and i because he was such a bit player in the first movie yeah no Did he's he he's got he's got he's got more no, to do in this one I, i'd say yeah and uh <laughs> but uh but yeah it was just and they, you know i i think you know one of the things i thought was good about suicide squad that added a lot to that movie was will smith and yes. and without will smith in independence day i just think that was just a huge and I think it was because of Suicide Squad. I think they were basically going, being filmed around the same time, and he couldn't basically do both. And uh, yeah. and 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 I I just think Independence Day, even if they almost kept the same movie and had Will Smith in it, it would have been a lot better. I mean, it would have been a, I, lot, a lot more fun. I agree that was probably the case because that was another reason why I was sort of meh about seeing it is because to me he's like the crux of the movie, like him and and Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum was still good, but yeah, they he needed Will Smith there yeah. too. So you have yeah. to have that kind of play. You have to have that sort of back and forth, and it just doesn't. They bring in some new people, I mean, but they're you know they're they're these young pretty boy people, you know that. You yeah, know, like, I am. Yeah, yeah. And not Jason Momoa. He wasn't in it, so sorry. But <laughs> well, then. <laughs> yeah, then you're never gonna see it. <laughs> the um. Let's see what else. Uh, there were a couple of animated movies, though. I know, I know, Jen's talked about this on on, on Anomaly, but uh, I saw Secret Life of Pets. That was that was fun. And, yeah. and oh, I, I took my son to see uh, Finding Dory. Yeah, yeah, we saw that too. It was yeah, really it was good. We liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But there was, you know, it just overall this it wasn't that really big. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was just like, really. I mean, do we do we need, uh, you know, this movie again? Uh, you know, there are just so many redone redos. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's like I and and I'm like Tarzan again. Really, didn't they just do that a year or two ago? I I I just can't keep track of. I I, I mean, I sometimes don't mind reboots, but. But it's like you just mm. seems like you just did that. Uh, anyway, and I'm I'm flipping through the list of summer movies here. X Men. Even though I'm a big comic book fan, I didn't really think that was all that great. I didn't think it was as good as the previous X Men. Totally movies. forgot that they even did that. Yeah, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had that that other Alice Through the Looking Glass too, which I I, I thought the. The the last one they did was was pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I just didn't bother to go see this one. I was like, I, I don't really need another one. And um, what else? And, and Suicide Squad, I guess we talked about a Warcraft. little bit. Warcraft? Yeah, I was going to say, do we consider Warcraft a summer movie? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Well, you saw that. Well, what, what did you think of that, Joe? I to see that. I, I wanted see to see it. Yeah, I missed it. I'm trying to remember, Angela, you play you played wow or you play wow, right? I did. I played wow. Okay. Okay. So then, then yes, I, I recommend you go and see it. Okay. Well, I heard that it did like they're going to have more because in China it did like ridiculously good. Yeah. So apparently like Brian's a... gone to check on the dog, but once he's back he could probably speak to this I'm more, back. but yeah, okay. So apparent apparently Warcraft did did very well, but according to weird box office math, even though it did very well in China, it still didn't make it still lost about 15 million dollars. Really? So far? Possible? Really? I don't know cuz it made like it cost game movies one... never do well. Game movies always flop. And as game movies go, for someone who's played the game, and you know, I'm fairly, you know, into the the background and the lore of Warcraft and all that. It's a very good movie. There's a lot of nods, but it's a movie that I think was made for people who are fans of the game. Well, and that's fine. But the hard part is, is that Warcraft is waning right now. That's what's weird. Is that I don't know yeah. why they didn't make it like ten years ago. <laughs> 
good point. I, I'm not I'm not joking. Like like Well, they've tried know. actually for a while. I think it's been they've wanted and been sort of semi developing or trying to do a movie for a good yeah. 5 years at least. Oh, yeah. And uh although Warcraft is in Joe and I were just chatting a little bit about this before we started recording. They've got a new expansion coming out this week and there's a lot of people back in playing the game. I am so, so I basically I, I like the movie, the movie too. Yeah, I, I, I thought the movie, the movie was good. If you if you've liked the game or you've played the game and been into the game, it, it's yeah. a worthwhile movie to see. If you aren't okay. into the game at all, really much, eh, it's probably questionable. I mean, if you like fantasy things, you might still enjoy it, but it, it's really for the game people. Yeah, like there's so many little nods to things in the game that you wouldn't get. Like mm-hmm. if they run, you know, they run across a bridge and there's a murloc, and you go ah. And there's... ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it, 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 they say it. Let's see. They say it cost 160 million to make, and it's made like 433 million so far. And they say that it didn't cover the. the that still didn't cover all the whatever marketing, advertising, so forth and so on. A- yeah, apparently. Well, that sounds a little fast that's... and loose with the numbers. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. It's a little disingenuous. Um, but I mean, I'd be surprised. That, I mean, I, I can't imagine why they would want to sort of under under sell its performance publicly, but. Um... Hey everyone again, this is Rico. Hey, I want to apologize. I, I last night when we were recording the Skype call, we had a little power failure in uh Basically, it seemed like it was just my neighborhood, maybe. Anyway, that electrical little sound effect was something I found online. It wasn't really my electrical box blowing up or my house or something. But it it basically cut our uh, Skype call short, which was really a sad thing because we were having a great conversation about Trek and starting to get into other movies. And I wanted to talk about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek with everyone a little bit. But I I, want to make a a special note and thank uh, Jen for coming on, especially since it was her birthday, and Angela and Joe after his uh, wisdom teeth getting the, those pulled out, and uh, and Brian and Rick Moyer, and just uh, it, it it was a great uh, great chat, and uh, it just I'm really sad that we had to end it. We'll have to do it again real soon. So uh, thanks to them for for jumping on and doing Skype. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was able to save it because I have a battery backup on my uh, PC. But it uh, of course I lost my internet connection. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that uh, somewhat shorter-than-usual Skype call that we did. Uh, again, sorry, apologize for the, the power outage. Can't really do much about that uh, myself, personally, but uh, things happen. So uh, that was the Skype chat, and again, thanks to everyone who joined it. Next week, though, to sort of maybe make it up to you a little bit, next weekend is the, let's see, let me do the count the years, the 11th anniversary, right? Yeah, because I started in 2005, so the 11th anniversary of Treks and Sci-Fi started back in 2005, and it will be podcast 600. I've been kind of trying to time that out. The way this is going to work, I think I'm still going to use Ustream. I think that's still a thing. You know, everybody's over on other streaming media things these days, but I think I'm still going to use Ustream. If you are a... um, either remember the old forum of Treks and Sci-Fi or, or pay attention to that spot or the main treksandsci-fi.com page or probably the most of you are on Facebook, uh, the, the the fans of the show, and I'm going to post uh, date and times for date and time for the, the streaming live uh, anniversary celebration for 600 podcasts of Treks and Sci-Fi. Mainly I'm going to talk about the 50th, 50th anniversary of Star Trek Kind of, kind of go over what the show has meant to me. Talk a little bit about some of the highlights I think of Star Trek over the last 50 years, at least for what I think both from myself as a fan and and I think what the public mostly seems to have responded to. So it should be a fun show. I probably, almost certainly, I'm going to record it uh, live on Labor Day, Labor Day here in the U.S. at least, which will be Monday, which I believe is what is that the fifth? I think it's September 5th, Monday, September 5th. And it will probably be in the evening Eastern time. Sometime probably maybe about 6 or so. 6 Eastern, probably 6 p.m. Eastern on that time. But I have a, give or take an hour on that. I'll post it up soon. 
well in time, hopefully, that you can you can watch even if you have to work on Labor Day, uh, at least Eastern time. Uh, if you're out West Coast, it'll be a little earlier in the day, obviously, for you. So uh, so that's the plan. That'll be next weekend, uh, Monday, uh, Labor Day, uh, for the, the live show, the live Ustream show. Uh, for the anniversary and for 50 years of Trek and, and 11 years of Treks and Sci-Fi, gosh, just think when when Treks and Treks and Sci-Fi started, there, it was only the 39th anniversary, right? Of or did I, yeah, that's right, right? 11, 11 more years, 40, yeah, 50, right? Okay, good math, yes. <laughs> so I just want to say thanks for everyone for listening this week. Uh, sorry about the shorter show uh, for Skype, but uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I, I tagged on a little bit of our our pre-show talk uh, here at the very end of this week's podcast. So uh, until next time, everyone, uh, enjoy your week. I have to actually fly to uh, California for uh, work for the rest of the week, starting uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. So uh, again, uh, I'll talk to you again very soon and and see you hopefully on the live stream. We're going to have a couple of contests, some giveaways, some fun, maybe some Rico dancing. And I'm going to talk about the new, I'm planning, I'm hoping to talk about the new show that I'm going to start doing. So stay tuned for that announcement. Uh, All next week on the live uh, Ustream Treks and Sci-Fi anniversary show. Bye-bye, folks. Talk to you again soon. Bye. liked it it was kind of his like it it, it fit his his it seemed like it fit his personality so i have a captain kirk glass that i'm drinking out of with ice is that it that's it very appropriate (laughs) well i guess then i'll uh, i'll join in here (laughs) Ah. but that's just the tipple cast it's my uh it's my strong uh can of green tea so I'm drinking club soda because I think if I have anything alcoholic, I don't know about everybody. Out. You know, all you people live down in the like, you know, you're you're already on drugs. So the, yes, in the south, it. but I don't really like to drink a lot of alcohol when it's warm and when it's like really hot out and stuff like that. You I just, don't know. You I haven't just, found the right thing. To I haven't found the right thing. Okay, well, you have to give me some suggestions because it just margarita, hands down. Well, I've had, I've tried, I've done that, and my my, uh, I, I I'm getting a a real taste for mojitos. Ooh, but, mojitos. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a few things them. that are okay to drink when it's hot. But uh, uh, this sorority girl I knew talked me into the Moscow Mule. Moscow Mules are the best. Do you They're have a copper really cup? Do you have a good. Copper cup? Huh? Do you have a copper cup? Dusty Podcast Production.